Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen, and Gregor McGregor reflecting on two not-so-great results for Bristol City. We'll start by talking about the Leeds United defeat and then we'll move on to that one-all draw with lowly Ipswich Town. We have a fantastic guest on the podcast this week. Delighted to say Gary Owens will be on with us uh, talking at length about his career at Bristol City and much more and he's got a funny tale or two as well so uh, we'll bring you that in this week's podcast Gregor uh, let's start by talking about on this week's podcast the Leeds United result Uh, we're going to hear from Gary Owens in just a little while clever aren't they Leeds niggly nice one touch stuff in the middle of the park ultimately the better side on Saturday weren't they yeah, they were, and I think we're going to hear a bit about this, but just so well organised, so well drilled, and probably a tribute to Marcello Bielsa got a lot right. They were just so difficult to play through. and They made Bristol City look poor. Yeah, they, they did, and Bristol City just couldn't get any rhythms and rhythm, and couldn't get any patterns of play. Actually, patterns of play is, is the phrase I heard Steve Coxwell use. He was sat behind me for that match. Oh, was he? And uh, obviously he had a stream of people wanting to speak to him, and yeah, basically that's how he explained the game. And yeah, it was just like that, wasn't it? Bristol City couldn't really get those chances or, or tempo to, to yeah. maybe create stuff, so... I asked Lee Johnson, I said, was it too big a game too soon for Antoine Semenyo? And it was interesting that Jamie McAllister then said on Tuesday, on Monday actually to me, when I did an interview with him, that Antoine sort of realised the tempo and the physicality. It was almost a bit of a shock for him. Lee Johnson said, you know, he thought he did well in things and of course you're always going to stand by your player. What did you think of his performance? Because I could, he did roll players a couple of times, but it was almost like he was trying to use physicality too much, wasn't it? Yeah, he did. That I mean, that's his game, really. From I, I've watched him a fair bit at Bath City, obviously a few games at Newport as well, and then obviously over at Preston the week before. The, the game against Preston got me so excited about him. But yeah, you're right. He did, it wasn't his best game. There's a lot more to come from him. I was surprised, if I'm honest, that Lee Johnson did start him. I thought he'd be better. Uh, excuse me, as an impact um, sub, but. Matty Taylor must have been sat there thinking, oh, okay. Yeah, and, and I actually think Matty Taylor has really, well when he came on. really does deserve a, yeah, a shot because he's 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 got a fair few goals and assists in, in not many starts. I think he's only had eight starts this this season and got about eight, eight game, total yeah. contributions towards yeah. goals. So he, he really is um, deserving of a shot in the first team. And so we're going to see more from him. But yeah, you're right. And it's an interesting point that Jamie said about coping with the physicality. I mean... It's not going to be any worse than Leeds, so um, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. It's going to be easier from here on in for him. It was a tough game for him. It was him. a tough game, but yeah, I, I, he's so highly rated here. I mean, I know from people I've spoken to at the club that they they think there's some very important people who think he's going to go all the way. And we already know, obviously, about Chelsea's prior interests. Yeah, so, absolutely. So yeah, yeah, not to be against um, Leeds. Let's hear from Bailey Wright after that match. Hi, Bales. Thanks for fronting up, mate. Tough game today, wasn't it? Yeah, it is a tough game, and you know, credit to Leeds. I think 
Um, you can see why they're, they're up there. I don't think it was a pretty pretty game for me, the team. Um, but nonetheless, I think they were the better team on the day and you know, but we deserved their win. As frustrating as it is for us and the goal to concede was frustrating. And we just, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of lessons to be learned from it from our point of view. Um, but, you know, we pick ourselves up and go again. We've still got plenty of football to be played in, you know. The beauty of it is we've got another game Tuesday to put things right. Yeah, absolutely. They come thick and fast. But why was it so tough to get going today? It just felt like the Robbers couldn't get into any fluency, but maybe that's tribute to them. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know the answers, you know, and just quickly after a game when you're still emotional and still trying to, you know, analyse it all and, you know, the thing that matters most is that we try to sort it out in the, on the pitch and we didn't, didn't quite do that. We couldn't really get in our rhythm. Um, like I said, they, they made it very difficult for us in, in a game that wasn't very pretty, but they did their jobs. Um, you know, we don't concede that sloppy goal and you know, it's probably just a nil-nil game. Not a great game from both teams, but um, is what it is. And yeah, this is the championship. You've got to learn from it quickly and um, you know, learn and move on and put it right. Yeah, as you say, fine margins. Um, is it going to be tough to get the lads up for Tuesday? No, it's not tough to get us up for a game. It's, you know, with every game comes another opportunity to put things right. Um, and for us, you know, we'll, we'll be glad that we've got this game Tuesday, which is going to be another tough game. And, and there's, there's no easy games. Which, you know, it's a bit cliche, but it, it is the truth. And, you know, fully turn up 100% and at, at, at your game and, and everyone on top of their game, then yeah, no one can hurt you. So, yeah, we've got to bounce back and, and put it right. Okay, so that was Bailey Wright speaking after the Leeds United defeat. Gregor, let's move on to Ipswich. Uh, again, Bristol City dropped points from a leading position at home. Uh, let's start at the back. Keeper choice, Marinovic. He did make a couple of decent saves, to be fair, but overall, very poor, wasn't he? Yeah, interesting debut from Stefan Marinovic, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, he, he pulled off some good saves. I thought that one on Guion Edwards in the second half was exceptional where he got down to his left and, and yeah, made the fingertip save. But yeah, his kicking wasn't quite up to um, probably the, the standard that City want. And that's partly, I would assume, because... He maybe took a bit of time to get used to the speed and rhythm of the game and, and in terms of the, uh, the pace of the championship, obviously he'd, he'd be used to maybe a slightly different kind of game coming from the MLS and Vancouver Whitecaps. But yeah, uh, we, we obviously asked Lee Johnson about him after the game and it was a great quote from the head coach saying that he thought the goalkeeper would put uh, the wrong boots on each of his feet. But... He, he did uh, obviously say that he'd, he'd pulled off some good saves and his handling had been not too bad in the main. I thought his punching wasn't convincing at times, but I also think it was a really tough game for um, for the new guy, new man to be thrown into, especially with the windy conditions and everything, Storm Gareth blowing in. Just one little story on that. Um, after the game, Lee Johnson explained that Nicky Minepar is out for the rest of the season, which is a huge blow for Bristol City, as lo- along with Frank Fielding. There's a slim chance Minepar make, might make the last few games, but he's out for at least four to five weeks. So therefore, he's told Max O'Leary and Stefan Marinovic that they've both got 
one game to impress and then 45 minutes each in a behind-closed-doors game against Cardiff City, which will happen in the next few days. Then they've got 10 days training to impress Lee and then after that, one of those two will be the um, new number one, as it were, until Mindpower comes back from his injury. So... Basically, there's there's a position up for grabs there. We were probably on the display last night. It's probably Max O'Leary's at the moment to lose, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, the goals are such an issue, aren't they? Um, for Maurice, you did have one great effort, that overhead kick, but apart from that, the team was creatively poor, weren't they? Yeah, goals are a real issue. I mean, it, it's not necessarily the goal scoring and such. It's, it's, it's the creativity. Bristol City only had one shot on target tonight. They only had one shot on target on Saturday. I think they only had two or three in the game before that. And we were talking about this in the press conference. And yeah, basically, Bristol City just aren't creating enough and not playing well enough in the final third. I think they've got some good players there. I just don't think we really know at the moment, anyone, who are the best three out of them. And yeah, Lee, Lee Johnson is giving chances to everybody, but nobody's really grasping it. Is that the player's fault? Is it Lee Johnson's fault because he keeps changing his team? Not too sure. Um, but certainly the squad needs a striker, an extra striker. We've said this. Needs some extra quality. And we're going to have to be patient, I think, really for the club to get that in. Gregor, to, to not beat bottom of the table going into this break, it's confidence snapping, isn't it? Obviously, let's not forget that they've moved into the top six again with that point. It takes them over Derby County. So they are in a great position. Nobody's going to overtake them in terms of equal games played. And I think, obviously, Sheffield Wednesday plays an extra game. So there's another game they've got. Problem is, the chasing package is going to keep moving in. And it just doesn't look at this moment that Bristol City are going to be able to string together that run of form that's going to see them pull clear. So, unfortunately... Feel it was a missed opportunity tonight against Ipswich Town. Really needed to win that game, and it, but it's not out of Bristol City's hands. It's basically they can they can do this, but they're going to have to beat the likes of Sheffield United and West Brom probably to do that. Can they do that? Well, they'll have a slim shot. They've beaten the likes of Manchester United recently, haven't they? So, and Huddersfield Town. So yeah, as I say, they'll have a shot, but it's just getting more and more difficult. So. It probably doesn't look too likely at the moment, but you never know. Yeah, it's, an, it's another patch though, isn't it, for Lee Johnson? You know, it's concerning, isn't it? Yeah, streaky Lee, Lee Johnson, he admitted that, in, well, he sort of said that himself in the post-match press conference. Interesting line from the head coach afterwards, he was, gonna, he was saying basically that he just wants to enjoy these final 10 games of the season and he's going to try and get those over to his players. And he obviously said the line about... Look at the, look at the position that Bristol City are in at the moment. Look where the Robins are, sixth in the table, and at the start of the season, probably everybody would have taken that position, and we probably should give that a, a decent bit of thought and and consideration. And yeah, given that obviously the trading they did in the summer, it's not been a bad season by any means, and they're well on course to well beat that 11th place finish they had last season but obviously if they drop out of the top six at this point it's going to be a bit disappointing I think they're going to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season at the moment looks like they might just drop down to seventh or eighth or something and if that happens it's still been a good season and 
yes, it will be disappointing, but <laughs> it's tough. The championship is tough. There's a lot of other teams spending more money who want to do the same, and Bristol City are heading the right way. So, yeah, as I say, we might have to be a little bit patient there. OK, thank you, Gregor. Well, yes, not the result that Bristol City wanted against Ipswich Town at all. Uh, but on a lighter note, delighted to say, Gary Owens joined us for a chat on the podcast this week. I was about to say our special guest this week is Gary Owens. Thank you for coming on to start with. Um, you're busy doing your media work tonight, your BBC Bristol. Yeah, uh, enjoying it, to be honest. Got invited um, because I lost my job, unfortunately. <laughs> but it is a, um, a welcome distraction. And um, it's nice to, to sit and watch the game and relax and sort of um, see it from a, from a different angle. How are you finding the media side compared to the coaching side? Yeah, I enjoy it. I find it, it comes quite natural. Um, I'm only ever asked to, to comment on what I see, so hopefully I'm honest and um, can, can sort of get it right most of the time, but like anybody else, not all of the time. And being on this side, does it sort of make you appreciate, I guess, both sides? Because we, obviously, Gregor and I can never imagine what it's been like for you, obviously, being down at Torquay and the number of roles you've had, assistant coach. But being on the media side, do you think if you go back into coaching... You'll be a little bit more. What's the word I'm looking for? Understanding. 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 <laughs> when I go back um, to when I started playing for Sunderland, I, I was sort of brought up hardcore. Sort of, uh, you know, if you think that the the local media were, were Bill Bradshaw, Paul Hetherington, Brian McNally, who all went on to be national news editors, so you can imagine. At 17 and 18, I was sort of cannon fodder for them and yeah. they stitched us up uh, numerous <laughs> times. But I think I've I've always been um, receptive to the media, um, even, you know, at Torquay when it was when it was going bad. I, I never ducked out of an interview. Um, I was always polite and courteous. And um, actually, <laughs> on some occasions, it was it was a local media man that wasn't so quite polite and courteous to me, but that's another story. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, no, not always. Um, Gary, you do have this other role, though, don't you, at the National League at the moment? Have you started that one? Yeah, that's a, that's a big yeah. role, actually. Uh, so, head of player development. I was sat around for a couple of months, took a little bit of a break, and I needed one. Um, and this job sort of popped up on, on one of the sites, um, and I was, I was drawn to it. Went through the process, had my first interview at the National League office in Birmingham, and then attended... Wembley for me, sort of second interview, which was quite daunting. As you said, that must uh, be quite. It was daunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, thankfully, come through it, uh, got the role, and uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's sort of looking at trying to develop um, better, younger players for all the clubs in the National League. Is that a new role? What, by the way, yeah, I am the first. I'm the yeah. first. Of, I'm not following anyone, so whatever I make of it is what I make of it by myself. But um, there's some really exciting stuff going on, and um, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, um, you know, we might be able to sort of start talking about that a little bit more in the open. Great. Um, I want to talk about before we talk about your playing days here and things like that. I want well, to talk won't about. That will take long. <laughs> <laughs> I know Greg has got some questions on that, but I want to ask you that uh, about nowadays that you've had a few players. Lodging with you where you live, uh, yeah. Antoine Semenya being one of them. Yeah. Um, how's that been? What's it like having these lads in your house? Uh, it's been an education um, <laughs> for both sides. What made you decide to do it? Well, just to help out, really. I've, I've always had a connection with the club. Um, again, going back to my early days when I was 16, I left home and I had to go and big in, live in a big lodge. And yeah. um, we 
we had a landlady and, you know, all the usual stuff that young lads got up to. Um, so just to provide a, a homely environment and offer them some sound advice, although um, they're not always want want to take it on board. We, we've had a few interesting sagas. Give us give us a tale or two without naming any names. Without you know, do, well, do they do their clear, share of the cleaning up? There they? was there was a group of boys, three boys, lovely lads, and we're still keeping in touch with them. Um, two of them have, have, have dropped down to a lower level. One of them is is still at this at Bristol City, so I better not name them. Um, they sort of were very adept to missing the bus in the morning, which meant the only way that they could get into training was by me taxiing them. So they would sort of um, wander off at the same time every morning with best intentions, and then I get the phone call, oh, we missed the bus again. <laughs> so anyway, that, that got to a point where um, I actually went down to pick them up at your shopping centre, and they're actually in Tesco's having a cup of coffee. So they were taking the mic, so they had to endure... Um, the hairdryer from Tesco's all the way to Filton, and um, <laughs> they were never late again after that. Uh, the three lads actually <laughs> just wrecked the room one one day. Walked out, snapped the bed in half, threw everything in. A, just listen, it, it just happened. You can look back and laugh about it, but at the time it was a bit like these lads are living in my house and they're actually wrecking the house. And um, and the, the same three lads, unfortunately, were and it was my own fault. I decided, or we decided to, to put up a dartboard <laughs> in the room for for their entertainment, and, and they had everything. I mean, they have um, the playstations, had a television, had an ensuite, that everything that that they needed, Wi-Fi, and of course, throwing the dart at the board like you're supposed to. That that's not enough, is it? They, they had to go and, and take it one step further, so they started throwing darts at each other so there was obviously puncture wounds and then they started throwing darts at the walls so every time the dart went in the plasterboard it just pulled out a big hole so we had to get we had to get the decorator in at the end of the year to sort of fill in all the holes and uh, the dartboard is no more <laughs> learning learning experience maybe yeah, for everyone for everyone for everyone but i mean generally um they're all they're all good lads many many have passed through um and um you know, there is a, there is a tale. I have to tell this tale, and, I, and I'm, I don't know how I'm going to be able to tell it. Um, we had a Greek goalkeeper, so he stayed upstairs, and um, we sort of I shared a bathroom with him. So there was this terrible smell; just was getting worse and worse and worse over the um, over the length of time he was staying there. So I had to, I had to go in and, and have a look, and and, and What's that? Anyway, I opened, I opened um, the pedestal bin beside the toilet. Of course, if you go to Greece, oh, no. uh, <laughs> if you go to Greece, you don't put your toilet paper down the toilet. So oh, obviously, he was accustomed to putting all his toilet roll in the pedestal. Oh, well, I had to ring someone up at the club and say, "Can you tell that Greek goalkeeper to stop crapping in my bin?" Oh, but I don't think it was very well translated because he did it for another three months. <laughs> Anyway, I, I don't like seeing lads released, but I was pleased when he went, to be honest. <laughs> cultural, cultural differences yeah, there, yeah. maybe, but, uh, yeah, brilliant stuff, brilliant. So. And you still got lads? Lots uh, we got, yeah, we've got one. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name, actually, no, because um, he's under yeah. 18, so, um, but, yeah, we, we've got one of uh, Josh's um, 
well, I shouldn't say his name, but that's my son, <laughs> one of his teammates. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's someone there at the moment. I, but he's very well behaved. Are you happy to talk about your lad, Josh? Yeah, yeah, because, fine. Because he's at the club? Yeah, he's, 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 um, he's been here since he was six or seven. Wow. And he's, he was, well, not lucky enough, he, he, he earned a scholarship, so he's in his first year. Uh, he was doing quite nicely until recently when he when he got injured. Uh, played regularly in the under 18s and um, and started a couple of times for the under 23s. So, to be honest, he's he's in with a really good group. There's some really really good young players um, in that group. But um, been quite pleased to watch him develop and happy uh, with the season so far. Is he a similar player to yourself, Gary? Oh, he's, he's both is everything I wasn't. He can <laughs> he can pass it. He's got a good touch. Yeah. But he's no, he's, he's left-footed as well, so I don't know where that comes from quite. But um, yeah, he's, he's 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 doing quite well. Good luck to him. Yeah. Yeah, you're being harsh on yourself there. Let's talk about your playing days. Yeah. Obviously, we'd like to talk about Bristol City. Is it one of your fondest memories playing here out of the clubs you're at? Um, well, obviously, I, I made my name, if you like, at, at Sunderland. Yeah. Um, got into the team at a very young age. And um, enjoyed some success really quickly. Really, we we won the the league the first year I played, um, and then we had another promotion two seasons later, and then that was followed by playing in an FA Cup final. So mm. it sort of come quite quick, and I probably thought it was a little bit easy at the time. Was mm. probably spoilt. Um, had ten years there, really enjoyed it. You know, played over three hundred and whatever games, so was was fortunate. Um, to play for a massive club in, in, in a really passionate football area, and then it was it was time to move and um, come down here to speak to Joe Jordan, and and decided that um, I was going to join Bristol City. And, and really, it was I'd, I'd, I'd visited the city before, so I knew it was coming to a nice place, and um, come down here and, and had four good years, and, and really enjoyed it, and uh, enjoyed it so much. I'm still here. What was it like playing in the FA Cup final? Obviously, I think you were on the losing side, unfortunately, that day. Well, we were on the losing side, but we actually got presented with um, the winners' medals. So we, we went up and. No way. Yeah, we did, yeah. We went up and the losers went up first. So we sort of, you know, you go up and you've got your head down and you get presented with this lovely little sort of box and you shuffle down the bottom of the stairs and find a, a quiet little bit of space and, and opened it and it said FA Cup winners so <laughs> I had a quick look round yeah. and uh, sort of nudged one of the other lads and said have, have you what kind of medal you got and he looked and anyway I got a tap on the shoulder from um, Ian Rush and he went I think you've got my medal so I, I had to hand it over to Ian wow. Rush so he's got my FA Cup winners medal unfortunately Brilliant. and at Bristol City who, who are your best mates down this way were uh, best mates, well, I, I used to live next door to Richard Dryden um, and, and still keep in touch with him. Uh, he, was, he was a lovely lad, a uh, really nice lad. Uh, we had some good times together. Um, and we got on, we all got on really well, you know. We, we had a promotion uh, when I was here as well, which was nice. Seeing the young lads come into the team, Tommy Doherty um, and, and Lewis Carey and, and watch them go on to, to bigger and better things. And um, also... I uh, remember watching and enjoying them sort of win something, win a promotion mm. early in the career, which everyone thinks it's it's quite easy, but actually you, you're quite fortunate and um, they're always the best times in, in the stick with you. Yeah, sure. And Joe Jordan, did you think he'd go on and have the career that he's had? Yeah, he was brilliant, so. to be honest. And I have to say he was one of the reasons 
by a sign, mainly because he locked us in a room until I did sign. Because <laughs> I'd sort of come down, it was quite near to Christmas, and I'd said, oh, look, I was... I was sure, but you always sort of, it was a long way. And, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd never really been out the northeast. And I said, can I just nip back to, to get a couple of things and I'll be down here in two days' time to sign for the weekend? No chance. <laughs> he says, um, you can sign first and then you can go back. So um, he made a sign and then I went home and, and returned and, and played at the weekend. But um, ultimate professional, you know, I used to watch him as a young lad and um, he was a really well-known um, player in those days and... You know, he, he he went out to play in Italy, and he, he sort of brought a, a different level of professionalism with him when he when he come back, and he and he tried to instill that in the players. And um, it was no surprise that he went on, you know, uh, later on to to be um, have a successful period with with Harry Redknapp at, at Portsmouth and um, Tottenham. Yeah, um, I just wanted to ask you, Gary, um, before you go, about the likes of Seku Jenner. Do you, do you know much about him? Well, from... yeah, I do, because he was a young player that I had at uh, Bath City, and I got a phone call from Billy Clark, who, who does youth team, and he said, we've got this young player, he's, he's having a few problems at college, and I don't know, can, do you mind if he comes in and trains with you? So it, it was a, during a period when... I'd had had a lot of trialists in and we were training at Filton and it was, you know, you're training in the middle of the, the night in the dark. I think we started half past eight and he was there for three weeks and I didn't even realise he was there because he, he had his, he had a hat on pulled down and he had one of them snoods on and at the end of the third week I, I said, who are you? And he went, <laughs> oh, I'm Sacco. I says, you're only, he's only 16, but he, he joined in and he was, you could tell that he had something and um, lovely lad, really hungry and, and has a real desire and hunger to, to do well in the game and it's great to see him doing so well um, down at Torquay and I think he'll be a player that comes back here and, and does really well. Mm. Finally Gary, before we uh, let you go because you've got duties to carry out tonight, we are recording this before the Ipswich game, this chat with you. Saw the Leeds result, wasn't great, it wasn't a great performance either, wasn't it on Saturday? Uh, first off, I, I wouldn't say it wasn't a bad performance. I just think that they come up against a really good team on the day. I mean, Leeds, um, the way they closed space and, and the press Bristol City, they went man for man. And I even said on on Saturday, even Bristol City had difficulty getting the ball in from a from a throw in. That's that's how well drilled they were. Uh, yeah, and in all the the, the sort of the dark arts, if you like, Niggly. a little push here mm-hmm. yeah. and off the butt. They were good at it and it's obviously, you need that and teams that win leagues will have that in them. Second half was, was slightly better um, but leads were good value, yeah. And, and um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them get promoted automatically. What about Bristol City playoffs? What do you reckon? I hope so because, you know, they went on that brilliant winning run and... Um, it's just like strange. No one's really got excited about it. No one's talking about getting in the playoffs. There seemed to be an air of inevitability. Mm-hmm. God, how would I get that out? <laughs> when, when they dropped out the, the playoff positions on, on Saturday and I'm thinking, you know, the crowd nearly, really need to jump on board and um, get behind them. I think they can do it. I think tonight's a, a bit of a pivotal game because obviously they need three points to hopefully go back into the back six and, sorry, into the top six. And then they've they've got this sort of um, this break, and, and they really don't want to go on the break on the back of a defeat or a poor result. Absolutely. Well, fingers crossed. For the time this goes out, we'll know. So uh, thank you for your time. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank, thank you. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant. Thank stuff. you. <laughs> Brilliant. 
fantastic to hear from Gary Owens and have him as a guest on the podcast. Thanks to him again for coming on. Big break now for Bristol City. We will be back next week, though, just reflecting on the season so far. Seeing what the Robins can do about this playoff situation. They'll have a game in hand as well because they won't be playing over the FA Cup weekend. So I'll be back next week and we've got a special guest for you as well. Thank you for listening. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. Robins on the Wire.